0: We absolutely love extremes. No, you're totally correct. And it is a weird phenomenon. That's what kind of um, blocks people from being able to like actually see the truth when they're in the vegan journey. So like for me, I was vegan for five years. Okay, my health was shit year one. (laughs) Mm. Um, But I continued for four years because you think that's impossible. It can't be this. Like I'm eating so well, because again, our society just has this idea of like vegetables are the holy grail of nutrition and it's the best thing that you can be doing. And it's also this like cruelty free diet as well. And so you tell someone you're vegan, they're like, you're so healthy. That's like an addict response. And Mm. through my like Instagram page and my social media, I'm trying to rewire that. I'm trying to get another message out of like, Hey, maybe bacon actually is healthy. Maybe eggs are totally fine. Mm. Maybe butter and cheese are actually good and filled with nutrition. Don't have to just think that only eating diet full of plant material is healthy. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism
1: so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today I'm joined by our friend Chloe Catherine. Chloe is a dynamic eating psychology coach and therapeutic nutrition counsellor. She has a pretty inspiring story and comes from a very intense vegan and disordered eating background. She spent 11 years battling her body, suffering from orthorexia, anorexia, amorea, and exercise addiction. Once she found pro-metabolic eating and added animal products back into her diet, she got her period back, restored her metabolism, and transformed her relationship with food. Today, Chloe lives on this huge property in California with her family, and they even have their own beehives and chickens. They make their own beautiful bread and jam. And she's super passionate about helping women heal their relationship with food and their bodies, restore their metabolisms, break free from restrictive diets, and get their periods back. I actually get a lot of questions from women about going vegan or plant-based, so I thought it'd be a great opportunity to sit down with Chloe and discuss the downfalls of these diets and why they really aren't that healthy. In this episode, we chat about the nutritional deficiencies that are most common with plant-based diets and the nutrients that are only found in animal products, why animal foods are superior when it comes to protein, the dangerous idea that what you eat makes you a good or bad person how we've accidentally started equating low calories to meaning healthy, why nuts aren't the best in large amounts. If you can't tolerate something like dairy, you need to ask yourself why your body can't digest it and fix the root cause and why being flexible with your food is important. So if you're a woman who struggled with disordered eating or you're thinking about going vegan or starting a plant-based diet, you'll love this episode. As always, don't forget to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hey, Chloe. Welcome to the podcast in uh, all over the world in sunny uh, California. I was just admiring her amazing, she lives in a greenhouse on this huge property with like a beehive and chickens and they make their own jam and it's just amazing I was just swing your thing around so you can show people the it's just amazing it's so beautiful and light I just love that all the natural light isn't it great this is just your studio obviously. she doesn't live here she doesn't live in the greenhouse but wow isn't that incredible I just love it
0: yeah the greenhouse is my office and it's really nice and I'm sorry but my uh glass bottle just fell that was that huge noise. Shit. Welcome.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. We had a great time on my podcast a couple months ago, so I'm excited to now be here on yours.
1: Oh, and it was great. It's great because sometimes I'll send you, um, you know, if women ever approach me that have eating disorders, I'll often just sort of send them on um, to your page So, close working on a uh, course. She does work one-on-one with clients, but she's sort of pulled back to try and finish her, her course um and she's got an awesome story and I'll let her you, you can obviously tell your own story but specifically what I wanted you to talk about today is vegan and plant-based diet you know because we I get a lot of women come to me and you know they've gone th- this is just one example so we run these challenges a few times a year 4 week challenges so it's like introducing them to our methodology and eating more and you know strength training and I was doing this check in for one lady, and my just heart was breaking for her because she's been trying to have a baby for years, and she's had all these miscarriages. And she, the doctors told her she should go vegan. Um, you know, she's eating like fifteen hundred calories a day, and she's wondering why, like, she can't have a baby.
0: And, I hate that. I hate that. Oh,
1: and it just breaks my heart because I think these women they don't know, like, they don't understand the risks. Um, you know. Why? Because I think look, I can. I've got this beautiful vegan friend from the gym, and um, she just really just doesn't like cruelty to animals. You know, she's just and look, I can understand it from that point of view to a degree, <laughs> but it just destroys your health.
0: It totally does, and I want to just pause here on what you're saying about this uh, woman who is having problems with her fertility. This is what I deal with. So I primarily, I help girls get their period back after years of chronic dieting. I would say like a good 80% of my, um, sort of following has come from the vegan diet because that was my background. So I grew my whole following by like being vegan. And I got up to like 20 K followers and was so excited. And then I finally realized like, shoot, I am completely deteriorating my health. I had all these things going on. I was like, I got to start eating animal products. So, naturally, I lost a good chunk of my followers right away, got all the death threats, got all the messages of people. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, it's so bad, but people even coming and saying like, well, how would you feel if I came to your house and killed like your sister? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is insane. And so many people saying I'm inhumane and how dare I, and I should have just continued suffering myself. And it was just so uncalled for because I was like, but 25 years old at the time, I didn't have a period for 11 years. One of my biggest goals is to have a family. So to have kids. And I knew that if I kept on being vegan, that wasn't going to be possible. And I was running into digestive issues, into mental health issues. So just a lot of brain fog and slow neurocognition. I wasn't sleeping at all anxious all the time, hair falling out, like restricting and binging. And it it wasn't even restricting at that point. It was just binging every night. It's just, I got so hungry. My body was so unsatisfied with the food I was giving it that I would eat whole jars of almond butter easily, like easily the big ones from Costco one night that's gone, um, with a whole like loaf of bread. So that's how hungry my body was. And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to have to do the scary thing of opening up to my followers, telling them that I am going to experiment with eating animal products and I'm going to have to unlearn everything that I jammed into my brain as far as like vegan nutrition propaganda and I ate animal products. And, and did you, the-
1: sorry, can you just go back? Did you say you didn't get your period for 11 years?
0: I didn't get my period for eleven years, so this was a combination of a couple things here. When I was fourteen years old, I was diagnosed with anorexia. Mm. Mind you, I went vegan when I was fourteen years old as well, so I was vegan for like the first year and a half of me um, having been diagnosed of an eating disorder, and then my eating disorders kind of switched into orthorexia, which is like an extreme fixation on healthy eating. So getting beyond, you know, paranoid or as if say sugar even came near me within like 10 feet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I became highly ortho. And then I became uh, addicted to exercise. So I had like exercise addiction, orthorexia, anorexia, like trying to be vegan, trying to fit into all these new dietary trends and all that. And I was just an absolute mess. And you can only imagine the state of my health was just, I mean, it was disastrous. So yeah, I I lost my period when I was 14 and I didn't get it back till I was 25, So it was a good like 11 years of no period. Um, And I tried the last, you know, five years that I was solidly vegan. Mm. Um, I was at a better place with my eating disorders. I was eating enough calories, Mm. you know, so it's probably eating around 2,500, maybe 3,000 calories. I don't count. I don't like that. But if Mm. we put a number to it, like I wasn't. Stopping, Stopping yourself from eating. Yeah, I wasn't. Like I said, I was doing like the jars mm. of almond butter. So I'm sure that, you know, right there. <laughs> 10, that calories in actually, like, sitting. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So I, I was eating. I wasn't exercising crazy amounts anymore. I still was just, here's the thing. I was trying to recover so hard from my eating disorder. I had done all this work of like really healing my relationship with food and my relationship with my body. And I was trying to eat more, trying to gain weight. Couldn't, absolutely could not like my health was not improving at all, despite me eating more, exercising less and doing all those things that recovery requires of you. And I just kept on getting more and more and more and more and more depleted. So I, I thought I'm doing this wrong because that's what every single vegan doctor says. Mm. Oh, it's not the vegan diet. It's because you're eating cooked food. So I was like, oh, I'm eating cooked food. (laughs) I got to go raw vegan. So then I went raw vegan. You guys, the stupidest decision I ever made in my life. Um, it tastes so gross. Talk about just like sucking the soul out of you. I'm French. And so I grew up with like things like really decadent, like stews and lamb tagines and pate totally. And all these cheeses with breads and butter and cream sauces. (laughs) Like that's what my body is used to. And then I decided to go raw vegan, oil-free, salt-free.
1: Oh my God. You you were like, just could could you think of, I don't think there's anything more you could do to destroy... You
0: have. Oh, oh there is, then I went vegetarian the thing for a little bit. <laughs> so, here here's the thing, and this is an important thing to mention because this isn't just my story. Everything that I say right now, I do have to say is like these are stories I hear time mm. and time and time again. I've worked with thousands of women at this point and got to like hear their story and it always starts out like this. I'm vegan. I eat a balanced vegan diet, but then acne, then bloating, then constipation, then hair loss, then all of these things. So I take it another step. And Mm. then they get into the juice cleanses. They get into the, uh, water fasting. They get into being a fruitarianism. So just like eating fruit all the time. And it's just this idea of, I need to be cleaner. Mm. I need to cleanse more and be more pure. Um, And I see that a lot, not only in my own journey, but with other people as well. And that's a huge dangerous movement that is kind of brought upon by the vegan movement is this idea of it's a purity thing or a moral thing to be doing. And I'm like coming from eating disorder recovery side now, I'm like, what you eat doesn't make you a good or bad person um, <sighs> that doesn't impact who you are or your morals or values. And I love to tell my clients actually of this story that my teacher told me. So I went on to study dynamic eating psychology and mind, body nutrition. And my teacher one day was telling me this story about the Dalai Lama who mm. was coming to America to visit this one like church organization. And they were so excited. The Dalai Lama's coming. They have this like, um, you know, this vegetable garden and they were growing all these fruits and vegetables and everything. And they made a huge vegan feast for the Dalai Lama that was coming. They're so excited uh, to just share their food with him. The guy goes, the like leader of the church goes to pick up the Dalai Lama in um, or from the airport. He gets in the car and he's like, oh, well, we have an amazing feast prepared for you. Like, we're so excited. And the Dalai Lama goes, and this is a true story, guys. The Dalai <laughs> Lama goes, oh, really? I was kind of hoping to go eat McDonald's. And the guy is looking at him like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like the most spiritual man on earth, right? And he's saying he wants to go eat McDonald's. So he asks, he's like, well, how can you, how could you do that? And the Dalai Lama pretty much responded and, saying like, it's not what I put in my mouth. That makes me a holy or spiritual man. It's what comes out of it. It's what I say. It's the words I do. It's the deeds I say. Um, and I think that that is something that we in diet culture have forgotten because we associate our food choices with our morality way too often. Um, so that's a true so just, story. It is. How and is I, got it? Kick out, I got a kick out oh of my that God. story. So he
1: obviously um, eats me sometimes.
0: Probably yeah, like
1: not, you know, this all this clean vegetarian bloody, yeah. you know, vegan. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's I love it. That's have you seen the movie The Game Changers? That vegetarian <laughs> um, one.
0: Yes, I did.
1: Isn't it isn't it incredible marketing? My I remember my um as in like it's bullshit, but like the marketing is so clever. Like how they my um old business coach, he's a friend of ours now, he's like, watch the game changers. He says, Not because obviously I know that you'd not gonna be fucking vegan or plant-based, said, but the marketing and how they write the story said is brilliant. Like you can see why all these people are getting converted to becoming plant-based.
0: Yeah. So what's interesting about that, and first off, I have to pause one second because my mind's going here. And I can't remember if it was the Dalai Lama or some other spiritual man from the east. So I might have to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fact-check myself on exactly yeah. who it was. But regardless, it was some spiritual man coming from the East to visit this church. I don't know why for some reason I'm second-guessing the Dalai Lama now, but just had to throw in that caveat if someone's like, what is Yeah, talking what? About? what did he
1: say? But it, it makes it, sense it, it was, what you're it saying.
0: Was him, it was him or someone else uh, yeah. in a very similar status. So forgive me if I, like, am wrong there. Um, but in regards to the Game Changers, it's really interesting because I get this um, – argument all the time on my social media page mm. of like so many athletes can even thrive being vegan now. And and so they're obviously talking about the whole Game Changers movie mm. and everything that happened there. And it's just interesting because they have people like Arnold Schwarzenegger in that film where I'm like, excuse me, he like had what 60 years of eating meat and like doing bodybuilding competitions before he became vegan. And then they claim that it's like because he's vegan, he's such this like strong. Oh, I know. That's just kind of ridiculous. Also, you know, athletes tend to be young when you're young, you can get away with a lot of stuff. And so, yeah, sure. Maybe for the two years that these athletes were vegan, they're still able to really push like very hard athletically and you make all their PRs and make all these records and do all those mm-hmm. things. But that says nothing about their internal state of health and the longevity of their health. Mm. And, you know, like, let's look at the facts.
1: Like you know, there's so many. There's vitamins, there's minerals. You know, like vitamin A, preformed vitamin A that you can only find in animal products. You know, like let's talk about like why being plant based or vegan is not giving you the the nutrients that you need. For as as let's talk about females because mostly females will be listening to this. I mean, it's males as well.
0: Yeah, so it's really scary. Actually, again, I was heavily um, into the whole vegan world, um, for those like five years because I was orthorexic. So this was Mm. literally like my life. I, all I did was listen to podcasts, read books, go to conferences, do all those things. So first understand that I was heavily into this and it really shocks me now. When I think back to my experience, when I would hear even some of the top vegan doctors go on and be like, B12 is not an issue. You don't have to supplement with it. You can get enough from the dirt or enough from eating spirulina. And I look at that now and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you cannot say that. You cannot get enough B12 from eating dirt from your carrots from the ground. That's not a bioavailable source of B12 and it's not enough. And that's just, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that. Um, so, there's this misconception in the vegan world that it's like the perfect way of eating. But when you look at it from like a, okay, what we need nutritionally to survive Mm. um, it's woefully inadequate, choline, cholesterol, saturated fat, vitamin A, um, B12, all these things are just missing or in um, inadequate form. So say like the vitamin D we need the form of retinol. Well, um vitamin or sorry not vitamin yeah, D, vitamin A we need the form of retinol yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. in yeah it's better yeah. carotene than plants so yeah. it's not the same and we can't treat it the same.
1: Mm. Yeah it's isn't it crazy? So
0: it- my biggest concern with the vegan diet especially with oh sorry I think there's a little lapse there. Um so my biggest concern with the vegan diet especially for a woman especially when you're in your like fertility years if you do want to have children is that you are going to deplete yourself of your stores very fast. And we have to remember that veganism is this new thing. Like, Kitty, when did you start seeing it? Like 2010, maybe Mm. it started becoming like popular. Mm. Yeah, so it's a new thing. It's an experiment. We don't have a lot of information or uh, research done on people who have been full on vegan for 10, 15, 20 years. So all we have right now is this huge influx of like young kids, I would say anywhere from the 18 to like 26, 27 years old, who are now these YouTube influencers who are Mm -hmm. going out there being like, my vegan diet is amazing. And I'm feeling so healthy. And that's dangerous. Because yes, again, of course, for the first year, two years, maybe even three years, you feel fine. Again, Mm -hmm. that's because you're young mainly. And so they have, you know, lots of stores built up, but I I also think, can I just jump in there too? Like people,
1: women that like go that have gone to a vegan diet, like your diet was so shit before, like it was full of processed crap and takeaways. Of course, this is you're going to feel better doing this because you're getting rid of all the crap that you're eating before. So they feel better for a while, but then like you say, long-term, it's not good. It's like people go to these crazy ass extremes it's just crazy. We love extremes. We
0: we absolutely love extremes. No, you're totally correct. And it is a weird phenomenon. That's what kind of um, blocks people from being able to like actually see the truth when they're in the vegan journey. So Mm. like for me, I was vegan for five years. Okay. My health was shit year one, Mm. (laughs) Um, but I continued for four years because you think that's impossible it can't be this. Like I'm eating so well, because again, our society just has this idea of like vegetables are the holy grail of nutrition. And it's the best thing that you can be doing. And it's also this like cruelty free diet as well. And so you tell someone you're vegan, they're like, you're so healthy. That's like an response. And through mm. my like Instagram page and my social media, I'm trying to rewire that. I'm trying to get another message out of like, Hey, maybe bacon actually is healthy. Maybe eggs are totally fine. Mm. Maybe butter and cheese are actually good and filled with nutrition. You don't have to just think that only eating a diet full of plant material is healthy.
1: Well, I think too, like even just general nutrition, like even if you're not being a vegan, like people are so brainwashed and I was the same because I actually remember when I met Craig and um, I was like I used to just eat green vegetables at every meal like tons of vegetables because everyone's like oh I don't know what the guidelines are in Australia like five to seven serves of vegetables every day and he actually did never really eat much green vegetables and he's like well why are you eating them I'm like because they're healthy and they've got all these nutrients in them that you need and he's like well what, what nutrients you know like like you said before we're so brainwashed to think that okay, like I think most people don't even know what the fucking nutrients are that they need and what foods they're in that are bio that, that they're bioavailable. Maybe we should talk about that, you know, because that was oh, a real, that really blew my mind when I came in and I started, you know, worked started working with Emma, I don't know, it was eight years ago. And I, I remember this, Um, there was this one particular handout in the Popping the Food Bubble program and it just basically broke down, talked about supplements and what are the nutrients that your body needs? What do they do in your body? And then where do you get them in the most bioavailable form? And so I went through all of the nutrients and the, you know, the vitamins and minerals and the micro, um, you know, like the trace minerals, sorry. Um, and I got to the end and I was like, wow. So really like the, th- the big things that stood out to me were animal products, <laughs> liver, <laughs> shellfish, dairy, um, fruit, like nowhere was there heaps of vegetables, you know. And I was like, wow, so you really can get oh them But the- we
0: should limit ourselves to those things, though, kitty. Yeah. We, we should limit ourselves yeah. to those things. You, isn't only it crazy? Eat, you know, one serving of red meat per year. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? And well, so drink- I I remember when I was.
1: Keep going, keep going. I think we would have been. Sorry again. I. There's a little yeah. lag there. I'm yeah. not meaning
0: to talk about no, no, it. Go, 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 um, I remember being in an anatomy class when I was 18 years old, it was my last year of high school. And I remember my teacher, we were going through some like nutrition stuff. And I remember him talking about lamb and beef and all the nutrition that was in it. But then he left with this huge caveat at the end of like, but we shouldn't be eating it. Like, and I was like, (laughs) even then was still so confused at like, what just happened, even though I already was kind of more inclined to veganism at that point, I still was very confused at like, that was a really weird lecture. Like you just went through and told me all the good things that are found in meat, And then you told me don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's so confusing. So you're very right when you say, yeah, when we look at nutrition and what has the most highest bioavailable forms, it's going to be animal products because their defense is just get up and run. Like I'm looking at my chickens right now. If I was going to go and chase after my chicken, it's going to run fast away from me. It runs <laughs> zigzag actually, because they only have peripheral vision. So it was kind of funny to see, but they're going to like be running around crazy because they don't want me to catch them. That's their defense mechanism go out to my kale that I have in my garden and I try and pick the kale, it's defenseless. What does it do? So it has all these anti-nutrients, things like that, mild toxins to make it just seem unable to certain species. Now, while we can eat it and we don't die, not like it's not poisonous to us, um, there's a lot of things in that kale that's going to block us from it actually being something that we can sustain ourselves on. So one example is I love talking about like the kale and the calcium example, because everyone thinks that kale has so So much much calcium calcium. and I'm cracking up here because first off, And this is my main problem with veganism. You have to eat so much (laughs) to even get close to the amount of like nutrition that they want you to be getting. So if you were, and I'll talk about how this isn't even efficient doing this, but if I were to try and get all my calcium from kale, I'm eating like 16, 20 cups a day. I'm not a cow. I don't have the time for that. It's not pleasurable to eat 20 cups of kale. Don't want to do that. But anyways, why it's inefficient also is because- Kale has lots of oscillates and those like to bind to calcium. And so once that is bound to the calcium, that's it. Your body cannot use that not now much. It just goes through you. So under a microscope, sh- kale has calcium. I'll give it to you mm. in our bodies rendered useless.
1: Mm. Cra- and, crazy, and people don't
0: understand yeah. that at all.
1: No, because you never dig deeper, I think. Like, well, I just always sort of followed just the mainstream nutrition and, you know, I'd follow the Instagram influencers. And because of how they looked, you know, they looked lean and they looked good. And that's what I wanted to look like. So I was like, okay, that's healthy. You know, they're not eating sugar. They're not eating dairy. They're having their oat milk and their almond milk and, you know, smashing nuts and seeds. Let's talk about nuts and seeds. Because <laughs> I yeah, think that's well, another I do one. I want
0: mention. I do want to mention something too, because you kind of hit on a good point that I wanted to bring up. I really think that this propensity to think that veganism is really healthy is because it's low in calories. And we in general Mm. have a society that is very um, fearful of calories, fearful of weight Mm. gain. And and so that, you know, when you look at, okay, I could eat a steak and it has like 500 calories or I could eat... salad and it has 100 calories, I think Mm -hmm. most women look at that and they go, oh, then the healthier option is going to be eating the salad. But they don't understand that your body needs nutrition and it's Mm -hmm. going to start down regulating its metabolic function if you start under eating, under fueling and not getting the nutrition you need. So if you did that salad for lunch every single day, I know girls who eat salads for just lunch and dinner every day. Mm. And they're not putting anything else on it it 's like salad <laughs> salad mm. with maybe some ice too, yeah, mm. and so they think that they're doing something good because they're not gaining weight or they're eating mm. low calories, but in reality, like I said, you're just creating a metabolic dysfunction in your body now your mm. body's like we don't have like hardly any nutrition, and we're lacking in calories, which you know, your body doesn't run off of thin air and you need calories. I don't know why we're so down on calories. It, it's something we need. So if you're a woman and you're trying to eat a thousand calories a day, I, I would rethink that because that's like trying to run your you know car on like zero oil. Mm. Like, like, why would you do that? Just fill the car up with oil. It's better for it. Um, anyways, I just no, had to put good. that out there because no, I, re- I deal with it. The- I deal with the eating disorder side. And that's like the main thing is people are like, it's body image. Like the reason why I chose to be vegan, 100%. I claimed when I was vegan, it was for the mm. animals. It was for mm. health bullshit. It was because I wanted to be skinny. And I, I, know I,
1: love, I love the kale thing because whenever I write about dairy, all of these people jump. Dairy is inflammatory. We should talk about that, you know, but you can get all the nutrients you need. You can get calcium from vegetables. And it's just like people but people don't really understand human physiology, you know, like that your body needs calcium. You know, you can't, like you say, get it in that bioavailable form. Obviously quality matters. You know, we're not saying, you know, like go out and drink shit milk with added vitamins and minerals. And, you know, so let's maybe, okay, well we're going to talk about nuts first because let's go back. So nuts. Cause again, I used to just eat nut butters. We have this stuff called ABC butter, almond what was the B? Brazil, Brazil Brazil and then nut. Mm-hmm. cashews I think and I used to like like sm- I'd put stev- stevia in it and cocoa and make it like this sweet like chocolate <laughs> butter because I was obviously trying not to eat sugar as well so let's talk about why nuts aren't so great in huge amounts.
0: Totally um one, I think, just by experience, people can kind of determine that nuts aren't the best to be just like copiously eating. Um, let me take it back to my vegan journey here. The only like substantial thing I had when I was vegan was like nuts and seeds, like a lot of pistachios, a lot of almonds, a lot of cashews, like all the sauces I made, all the milks I made like those were all made out of nuts, and so I ate so many and I remember just like I would eat and eat and eat just like a bag full of pistachios. And I would feel so disgusting after like, Mm -hmm. so disgusting. They're so they're really hard to digest super hard to digest. My grandma, who I always look at her as just like, she's the epitome of health. She's like 86 years old. She's French. She's so healthy. She's eaten a very just well balanced diet her whole life done nothing extreme. She doesn't, you know, cut out sugar. She's like, I eat a little bit of sugar. It's in my jam. It's in a little bit of the pastries I eat. Like she's not fearful of any of that. She eats good quality dairy and, you know, just very classic French diet. And I remember when I was living with her when I was 15 for a year and she would eat just like seven almonds, like every other, like three days, she's like, Oh, you can't eat like too many of these, but she would just like pull out and eat like seven. And I'd be like, you were crazy. Just like here I am. And I'm just like, I just want to like copiously eat these things. Um, but I look back at that. I'm like, my grandma's kind of right. Like the almonds, are just like, it was a little accent to her. Like she would have yogurt at the end of the night and mm. she just liked a little sprinkle, bit something crunchy. Sprinkle. So she, yeah. yeah, so she would have just yeah. like a sprinkle of like seven little almonds. And I'm not saying <laughs> you need to go out and you need to like be obsessive and count our almonds. No. I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form. What I'm saying is like my grandma understood that both with nuts and with vegetables, it's an accent to the meal if you have them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not yep. the
0: meal. Yep. It's not substance. It's not, let's try eating and make-
1: every second of every day, eating for every meal. Yeah, you're so yeah. right.
0: Yeah, I think totally. people
1: too. that's a good point that you made about like, you know, some people go, oh, this diet's extreme, like, you know, like rape or pro-metabolic. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just saying prioritize these things and then have those other things in moderation. And some people who have like a lot of digestive issues or metabolic issues, like we find with our clients, for a certain period of time, they may have to remove them completely. But then as their metabolism improves, their digestion gets better, then they can eat them again without the issue. So I think again it's like not going okay you don't ever have to eat nuts ever. Like sometimes you know like oh, we went to mom's place and she splashed she, I don't know what she made but she put some pine nuts in it. And it was delicious. But I don't eat pine nuts at every single meal of every single day.
0: Totally different. And mm. I love to look back at kind of just like traditional cuisines and what they mm. were doing because I got caught up in years of just fad dieting and it was like everything that was new and weird and fodmap and keto and like doing all these things and I finally was like I just like need to eat. My culture has been eating for a long time. And so I'm, again, I'm French and I think back to like French cuisine and I'm like, yeah, we do have nuts and certain things. We'll put like pine nuts on top of our risotto, but it's Mm. a risotto filled with like octopus scallops, oysters, like mussels and cheese and cooked in broth and very just good, healthy food. And there's a tiny bit of like pine nuts on there, or we will do ice cream with a little bit of hazelnut. So Mm. again, yeah, for a time I had to take out (laughs) nuts because who I was coming straight from my vegan diet and it was just absurd how much I was eating. And I didn't want to have anything to do with broccoli or nuts or any of that type of vegan stuff I was eating. And I just, my body was craving and really enjoyed eating meats and stews with seafood and eggs and stuff like that. So Mm. it's, always about listening to your body where are you at what's going to work for you but then understanding those principles of like okay um these aren't foods to be like facing my diet off of these are yeah. foods to be adding on, sure, if you want a little granola, whatever. Yeah, like I don't care. I'm, not sort of, yeah. I'm more focused on the foods that I'm making sure like, I get enough of my organ meats and my like seafood and eggs and potatoes and rice and things like that. I make sure I get enough of that. The other things that I eat, I don't really care because I have a strong mm-hmm. metabolism now where it's like my yeah, digestive system them. isn't wacky. Yeah. That Yeah, sure, I could go and have almonds now and I'm fine and I'm not going to feel any like negative effects from that. But I would never go back to copiously eating them and having trail mix and things like that
1: yeah me neither and they don't actually taste very good like raw almonds they're not delicious you don't go like like my mouth waters for you know like hot the chips cooked in the fat from you know like the saturated fat or butter on potatoes or fr- ripe fruit like your mouth waters fat orange juice doesn't water for raw nuts and broccoli and you
0: know it's interesting what I used to do um, this was before I was vegan and I ate ghee I would take my almonds and I would scoop it up in the ghee and literally like that's how the almonds would taste good to me I needed like a lot of fat with them uh, just because they were very dry and a lot of the again when I was trying to be healthy and I was like going completely like sugar-free and grain-free and all of that. Um, I made a lot of like almond, like scones, almond breads, almond things like that. And they were so dry. They hurt my stomach so badly.
1: Mm. But I would tell
0: myself, but it's healthy. And again, it's just, it's so dangerous when we continue to not listen to our body and its signs and symptoms that it's skipping us. And we listen to these like researchers or doctors out there who have never met us, who are just preaching their dietary philosophy and going, mm. oh, but this doctor says that, you know, I should never touch gluten and I need to be making this out of almond, mm. like almond mm. flour. Because then we do it, and then our I, my body rejected it; it totally rejected yes. it. But I kept on doing it because of this mantra of "it's healthy, it's healthy." It's yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, same. All of my clients, the first thing I have them do is I'm like, "You need to unlearn everything you've learned. You need to go back to zero with food. Sit down with it. Figure out what works for you." It's the only way because you are your best nutritionist. And I think yeah. when people do that, they don't gravitate to eating copious amounts of broccoli or to yeah. eating, you know, handfuls and handfuls of nuts and seeds, but they gravitate more towards is yeah, having cheese and uh, fresh fish and um, stews and rice and potatoes fried in the butter and all (laughs) buttering their bread too. Like that's what you gravitate towards. We need to stop fighting our physiology and just understanding that we can work with food and it's not against us.
1: Let's talk about dairy because I think that's really important. Like when I was 12, I was diagnosed with lactose intolerant from it. We went to see a naturopath. My mom took me to a naturopath. And then from 12 until I found Emma and Ray Pete, the whole pro-milk eating, I just, I drank soy milk, almond milk, ate soy cheeses, drank black coffee eventually because I just was cutting out, you know, all sugar. So the soy milk had sugar and the almond milk had sugar. Um, And, you know, I didn't realize how important it is to get calcium in my diet. You know, I think so many women think that it's not important.
0: I think there was a time in my life where I just really liked being against the status quo. And Mm. so we would see all these like commercials and things that were like got milk. And in school, they were always pushing like, yeah, on us. Right. Totally. And I think that there's something that we really like for some reason about like disassociating ourselves from what everyone else is doing, because rightly so, we do have a lot of ill health in our society. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of the times we're throwing the baby out with the bath water because mm-hmm. yeah, sure, we have a lot of people drinking milk, but go to the store. Like, I don't even want to call a lot of this stuff milk, to be honest, because... Mm. It's water with like synthetic vitamin D. It's from Mm -hmm. cows that have been in factory farms their whole life who have been eating just feed. So a lot of corn and soy have -hmm. a lot of antibiotics and growth hormone and all those things. So it's not the same substance as say the raw milk I buy from the farmer at the farmer's market. Um, Mm. and we have to take that into account. Quality really, really matters. And again, that's something that my French grandma really instilled Mm -hmm. in me. She's like, listen, I don't restrict anything, Mm. but when I eat something, I do it right. I'm not just going to eat a crappy Hershey's bar in my car while I'm driving to work and not even paying attention. I'm going to go to the bakery. I'm going to get a nice chocolate mousse or a chocolate like croissant. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat it. It's fresh. Mm. It's good quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of her philosophy. And I really like that. And I think when we're talking about health, we have to just talk about the quality of food because mm-hmm. yeah, when you eat milk that has been pasteurized, homologized, and again, not coming from cows that are healthy, a lot of people are going to react to that. Pasteurization kills the enzyme within our stomach to actually digest the lactose. Can, I, so just, can I just, can I just jump in next? I don't, yeah. I don't
1: want, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think, you know, like we drink pasteurized and homogenized milk. It, like we have this low cause we, it's illegal for in Australia to get raw milk and you just can't really get it. And it's really expensive, like 13 bucks for two liters. So we just buy, there's a great dairy Mulaney and it is pasteurized and homogenized, but it's just, which it's is got, not the worst. And it's fine. Yeah. It's fine because it's Ugh. calcium. It's still like, I have no issues. It, I mean, we we interviewed Ray Pete on our podcast and he was like, it's fine. Still has calcium. And I think people what get caught that? up to like thinking, fuck, I've got to go and buy all this organic, Raw, you know, it's the food bills expensive when it doesn't have to necessarily be like that. Like, yes, if you have access to raw milk, I mean, if we could get it here, like, you know, we've interviewed the Strong Sisters on a podcast, they've got a farm, and I always joke about how I just want to go to their farm and like squeeze the milk out of the tips of the cow and just drink it, like it, because it is beautiful. But, you know, I think you just the most important thing is like what they're fed, I think, how they're treated, and then you don't want to have any synthetic vitamins or anything added to it, you know? So like if you can only get homogenized um, pasteurized dairy, that's just milk. It's fine. You know, like don't 100%,
0: 100%. do percent,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's like some people come to this and they're like, Oh, it's just so expensive. And I str- I'm stressing about, trying to be perfect and get organic and you know um, and other, actually some people tolerate like we found with our clients especially look like if they've got digestive issues and they're trying to improve things that they might actually do better on different types of milk that's maybe pasteurized or homogenized initially um, some do better on goat milk some do like I like what you said before it's about wherever you are in your journey testing and measuring to find it, find what works for you and what you can fit in your budget.
0: You know, 100%. I'm not paranoid or anything with any of my food. And I really like that you just mentioned that because, yeah, it's not the end of the world if something is pasteurized or harmonized. Mm. And yeah, some people can digest that a little bit better. And I think just focusing on the quality of Mm. the cow's health is Mm. super important. That's going to be what impacts the quality of the milk overall. And yeah, I like to buy the raw milk just because I have a good source and it's Mm. here but I also eat plenty of cheese that's not raw. I go Mm. to restaurants all the time. I do not care that that's... I'm not picky about it in any way. I have it. It's available to me. I can afford it. I get that. But no, you do not need to be feeling guilty for eating pasta is milk totally fine totally good and so thank you for like correcting me there I don't want to make oh, it sorry down. I didn't I didn't you want you to was, raw milk.
1: Not, not correcting you but like I just I feel because I get a lot of women message me and they're like oh god like I can't get raw milk and I can't get and I'm like look just don't worry like What's your budget? Do what your budget can afford. Find the best quality that you can access. It's okay that it's not raw, you know? Um, and I
0: would 100% hands down take even the crappiest milk over soy milk or almond milk. Same, any same. And, and that's the main thing. I'm like, I just want you to get all of this other stuff. That's really wrecking your digestive system, your metabolism, all that. I just want you to start eating food, stop being obsessed with it and You know, when we let go of, say, the vegan label, now we're able to just go to a restaurant and eat the food and we don't have to be so paranoid. So I do not preach at all adding extra paranoia of like, now what's the quality of this? And then getting freaked Mm. out. But it's the big principle idea of like when I can, I pick good quality, I pick traditional food and let the rest slide. Like I mentioned, I really, I will eat any and anything personally. Um, I don't have strict rules with myself, but-
1: I think, too, what people need to, like, what's so important about the milk, well, one, it's good protein, easily digestible protein, saturated fats, but it's the calcium. So, you know, like, people don't know that you've, got a gland in your body called the parathyroid gland which actually regulates calcium levels in the blood so you need a certain amount of calcium in your blood for your body to you know like maintain a regular heartbeat for nerve cell ending function and when you don't actually eat enough calcium your body will release parathyroid hormone which actually pulls calcium from your teeth and bones puts it back into your um, blood to try and normalize calcium levels Um, And then it'll, it actually puts it into the soft tissues. Like, so, you know, you get all these issues from not eating enough. Like, that's what I didn't, I was like, what's the big deal about calcium? And, you know, it's, I never understood that basic physiology. Um, And so, you know, like when you, we always say to our clients, like try and actually, you know, one thing I've really noticed too, is with clients with um, hormonal imbalances, when we've increased, like, obviously they've changed their diets and, you know, eating the foods that we've, we've just talked about, but also increasing their intake of dietary calcium has actually reduced their PMS symptoms and getting more vitamin D. So, like, getting out and getting the sun, which is just amazing. Like, I've seen it happen heaps. Which heaps you need it in
0: conjunction. You need yeah. to be getting the sunshine with um, yeah. with the uh, dairy products as well. Um, I want to brush over something that you just – talked about or mentioned the whole teeth thing. So again, going back to this whole veganism thing, 23 years old, I'm sitting there literally worried that my teeth are going to fall out because they were really? so sensitive, so sensitive. Like I was like, this is it. Like I'm going to take a bite of like my trail mix and they're just going to fall out. I could hardly brush my teeth because they're so sensitive. And again, the reason why I mention it is not because this is a random phenomena that was happening with me. <laughs> I would say that is pretty much across the board. A lot of vegans end up having huge issues with their teeth. um, And it's really unfortunate, but it just shows how much degeneration is happening. So again, Mm -hmm. they're not getting all that bioavailable calcium. So of course, it's going to start being leached from your bones and leached from the teeth. And that's dangerous. Osteoporosis is not something you want to get. And I do have some clients that are 28 years old, 30 years old, and they already have osteoporosis, meaning they step down the stairs a little funky and they break their hip. It's um. like they're an 80 year old and that's not good. And again, they'll come to me and they'll be like, but my diet's healthy. Oh, and you know, and can, I always but- just have to take a break. And I'm like, Oh honey, if you don't have a period, you're having stress fractures, you have osteoporosis, your teeth are falling out, your hair is falling out. You're it's not healthy. It's obviously not. It's the diet. And it's hard for people to understand that.
1: I remember this client of ours, she's been, she's still in the program now, but she came in like, she's been in it for three years, 10 years of no period eating really strict dairy free, low calorie, lots of, she did eat meat. She ate, but she ate like, like my diet. I used to eat chicken, white fish, lots she's of green vegetables. Them, yeah. yeah. Nuts and seeds, whey protein, powder, egg whites, no dairy. So she came in with like osteopenia. So that's like what you get before osteoporosis. Right. Um, and she had also had no periods so with, with, Within 11 months, so she um, obviously started in dairy products. We actually, she got out and got more sun, but we did get her to supplement vitamin D for a while and vitamin K. And then within 11 months, she'd got her, and obviously she was eating meat products too. So you get vitamin K from meat products, liver. Within 11 months, she got her period back and she went and got the like bone density test and things had improved massively. Um you know, So it's just even though she was eating meat, she wasn't eating calcium and she wasn't getting enough vitamin K and she wasn't getting enough sun and getting vitamin D. So it's like it's just amazing how all these vitamins and minerals work in synergy to like do things in your body. And so when you're not getting enough of them, your body, like you said, it starts to break itself down and pull from its resources so that it can just function. Um, yeah. Well, so like- and that's
0: a really good point that I think a lot of people just forget. We think that we are this just. This is my body and I'm solid and my mm. body never changes. But that's not the case at all. Your cells are continually dying and the proliferating and you're, you have burn, uh, sorry, bone turnover all the time. Mm. Um, so you're not this like static organism. You're mm. constantly doing things. So your body constantly needs energy and constantly needs nutrition. And when we constantly devoid ourselves of that nutrition, whether we are under eating or mm. eating, say a vegan diet, which is. I mean, come on, we've talked about this. It's void of nutrition. There's there's no way to go about it. It is void of a lot of nutrition we need. Um, mm. you're going to be running into a lot of issues because all of a sudden your body's trying to do all these processes and it's like mm. screaming out for like magnesium, magnesium, I need magnesium. And it's just, it's nowhere to be found. So where mm. is it found? It's found in the bones. It's found in the <laughs> cartilage. It's found in the muscles, yeah. it's found in the ligaments. It's found in all these things. Um, and it's just it's really crazy going back to kind of the whole vegan thing, um, seeing my clients come to me being like 22 years old and having very serious symptoms, joint pain, arthritis, massive brain fog, memory issues um, from being vegan just for years. And we don't see that in the social media world because all we're seeing is the pretty girls in bikinis in Hawaii. evil. Yeah, looking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it drives me insane uh, because we don't see the other side of it of people actually really struggling with their health um, and putting themselves at risk for a lot of serious diseases, which is funny because mm-hmm. they went vegan because they want to protect themselves from disease. I am not saying this in like, it's funny at all. I was there. I went through it and I have my whole list of health issues that came with me being vegan that I had to work through. Um, And I think that's just why I'm so passionate about it is because I'm like, we can't, we can't not think it's an experiment. Mm. And we have to be really open with ourselves about that whole just idea of this isn't something that cultures and civilizations have been doing since the dawn of time. This is new, you know, cashew milk is a new thing.
1: Let's quickly talk about lactose intolerance. Cause I know people listening to go, yeah, but what about if I'm lactose intolerance? And I think, you know, you need to ask yourself, like, why can't my body um, digest mm-hmm. lactose? And I think it's more due to, I mean, there might very rarely someone who actually is can't tolerate it. Like the, I've never really seen that. Um, but it's more to do with digestive distress and the fact that you haven't, you know, low thyroid and the fact that you haven't eaten dairy for such a long period of time. Because I didn't realize I was like, ah, oh, you know, lactase, the enzyme that breaks down lactose is actually made in your intestinal intestines. So if they're irritated and inflamed, they're not and you don't eat it for a long time, they're not going to make it. So when you drink it again, you're like, holy shit, I'm bloated. Because would you get that a lot with your clients? Because they haven't eaten it for a long time.
0: Well, so 100%. So my clients mm. are coming from like, they are in hypothyroid area. Yeah. <laughs> like That is what they're in. Low metabolic function, energy debt, whatever name you want to give to it. Um, they've been restricting. They've been eating crazy diets. So their body's out of sorts here. Mm. And they go and they start introducing these foods and they do they start reacting like oh my gosh I can't have sourdough oh my gosh I can't eat dairy I can't do butter I can't do all of these things and I always have to remind my clients I'm like it's not it's not the food we cannot blame the food right now because I guarantee you you could probably look at water and feel bloated because that's how bad your whole digestive system just is your body's on shutdown right now so mm-hmm. what we need to do is recognize why is my body in shutdown? Why is my body out of balance? Oh, because I've been restrictively dieting, or I've been under eating, or over exercising. Whatever it is that's been putting stress on my body, um, it's not the food that's making me react. It's the fact that my digestive system's not working. Let me build up my strength, build up my digestive system, build up my metabolism, and then I always tell my clients, and then from there, let's see if you're still reacting to dairy. Then you know. We'll work on that and we'll move through that, but we got to get you at a high metabolic stage. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen someone need to go back off the dairy after getting to that high metabolic state. So Mm -hmm. um, it speaks a lot to just like, we can't just be blaming the food for these things. It's Mm -hmm. what's going on with our body and stress is going to be the number one thing that's getting our body off of balance.
1: There's this lady on Instagram I follow, I'm not going to say her name, and I actually think she's really awesome in terms of like she's a she's vegan, but plant-based, but I think she's awesome in terms of her marketing and and her work ethic and her drive and how she's built her business. Like she's really like inspiring like that. She's also, I I like it how she's so open and honest about all the work she gets done as well. So she's had heaps of Botox and fillers. And I remember one time, and she posted before and after photos, and she looks amazing. And I remember one time she posted this photo of a hand and she's like, oh, my hand's really aging and I need to get, I'm getting this whatever treatment to make it look better. It looked like my grandma's like 80 year old hand. And I always just, it fascinates me. And again, I'm not saying like, I don't want people to think I'm saying bad things about it, but I just, the, the, Like why are you being vegan and saying it's like she says it's for health reasons, but yet you're, you're only 40 and you're aging so quickly and rapidly that you have to go and get all this Botox and fillers and hand treatments and stuff to make you look younger. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense, but she's incredible in terms of her business and what she's done. Like she's amazing.
0: It's so hard. It's Mm. so hard to think that a plant-based diet is not healthy. it it really is. Again, it goes down to that. It's that purity idea. It's that wholesome. It's that I'm cutting out everything that's quote unquote bad that we're told is bad. Mm. Um, And it's this cognitive dissonance of like, I cannot put two and two together here. At least that's how I felt. It was really hard for me. And I finally just, I had to hit my rock bottom. And unfortunately, many of my clients, they come to me because they hit their rock bottom. Mm. And I finally was like, my body wants it so badly. I have to start eating animal products again. And what's interesting is that me personally, I started eating animal products and like, boom, that was, that was it. I'm never going back. I loved it. My body was thriving just months after and I got my period back just like five months after eating animal products and everything Mm -hmm. started going great. But I have had a couple of clients or even just people I know in my life who (laughs) um will be vegan have a breakdown of health start eating animal products again i actually just interviewed someone on my podcast about, and she shared her story about this she went back to being vegan after really because she was like hey i restored my health this was it like now i got to go back to eating my quote unquote healthy diet and then the same thing happens again and they deteriorate their health it, again it's just we can really um get attached to a certain philosophy mm-hmm. and it's so important to practice on attachment here, especially when it comes to diet, because in whether, you know, your diet is great right now, you always have to keep in mind that your life and the stage of life you're in is going to change. So Kitty, mm-hmm. you might be doing amazing with eating your beef cheeks right now, maybe in 20 years when you're at a different stage of your life, maybe you'll need something a little bit different. Mm. Not saying that beef cheeks would now be bad and anywhere. Mm. No, it's just understanding that a teenager needs something different from a 60-year-old mm. woman. Mm, mm, mm. And so we always have to be open to this idea of being flexible with our food and listening to our body at all times and what's going to mm. work for us because it's never going to stay completely stagnant.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, this has been an awesome podcast. Truly really good. Hopefully, we'll save some people, women who are thinking about going down. Plant, based is it what's the difference between plant based and vegan, or are they the same?
0: So, vegan is for the ethical reason that's going to be for saving the animals, yeah. and uh, they more associate themselves with that. Plant based is the term that all the vegans like to call you when you leave, and they're like, You weren't truly vegan, you didn't really care about the animals because you now are eating meat again, so you must have been uh, plant based. But basically, uh, it's the same,
1: it's the same, you it, still don't it's eat any the same. I
0: mean some people will call themselves plant-based even though they might eat some cheese they might eat Mm. some of that but I think there's a lot of like strict vegans dietary wise that call themselves plant-based in just they're associating maybe the health side of things or the trendiness of things rather than the ethical side and I guess you can support like
1: do the right thing and support local farmers that treat their animals well good like yeah, like this da- we're actually pretty lucky I actually interviewed a lady from the dairy industry she's a dairy farmer and she's like oh kitty she's like people just say all this crap about the she's like obviously I can only speak for Australia she's like there's no fucking antibiotics in the milk they have strict testing so like you go and put your vat of milk like these big trucks come up and they test it all if there's anything in it you lose it like she's like if you ever have to treat on the rare occasion that you have to actually treat the cow with some antibiotics is get sick. Occasionally you have to pull it out. You can't, you got to milk, get that milk out, make sure everything's out of the system before you can, you know, there's no growth hormones put in it. You know, she's like, she's people just say this crap. Um, and I don't know what it's yeah, like. So in the US.
0: I know I've met with the um, person who's in charge of like the milk here in like mm. Southern California. Um, and I went to one of their conferences once and they had like a whole like 20 slides on just how rigorous their testing is. Like Hmm. so much more than the other dairy in California. If they have anything that is slightly, maybe a tiny bit questionable, everything gets recalled, everything. Hmm. Um, And they have to go through extensive measures to now uh, show that everything is back to normal and back to safety. So yeah, it's not like I'm getting raw milk from someone who squeezed it into their tin and then, you know, (laughs) passing it to my door. Like they're, they're a business and they are heavily tested. And that's always important when you're getting raw milk to just make sure you know where your source is. But
1: yeah. Do you know what she also said to me too? She's like, Kitty, cows that are happy and healthy produce the most milk. So she's like, and obviously she's like, even if you don't care about, like, if you're just a farmer who like only purely wants the money, she's like, if you're not looking after your cows, and they're not healthy, you're not going to get as much milk as you would if they were. So she's like, it's in your best well, interest to, to keep them happy and healthy.
0: Totally. And I would say it's the same for women. I'm just watching my sister. She just had a baby. And so she's breastfeeding a lot. And, um, I'm just remembering when I used to work with, um, a friend of mine who works in perinatal nutrition. So she works mm. pre, post and during, you know, uh, pregnancy and, She's very, I hate the word anti, she's not fond of the vegan diet because she's seen what it has done for these couples who are trying to have kids. A lot of them, first off, have a really hard time uh, getting pregnant. Once they do get pregnant, she has seen so many plant-based or vegan couples just go through so many issues uh, with the mom's health, with the baby's Mm -hmm. health. Um, And then afterwards too, she is seen just time and time again, a lot of these vegan mothers are having issue producing milk and or producing milk that is nutritious enough for their baby to actually thrive. So pretty much right away, the baby has to start going on supplementation because the Mm. mama just isn't healthy enough. Mm. Um, And that's scary. That's scary when you're now involving a child and you're involving someone else outside of yourself. Um, And it's kind of scary when I see a lot of people here in Southern California now wanting to raise their children vegan. They're wanting to be pregnant vegan and pregnancy is one of the most demanding things that a woman can go through. And Mm. so to do so on a very nutrient depleted diet is quite scary just because it is going to be, you know, the baby's going to continually pull nutrition from you. So, um, yeah, that's kind of just what she's saying. She's like, it's been, really hard to see these uh, people who just want to continue to be vegan while trying to do this whole pregnancy thing.
1: Oh, it's scary, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's actually scary. Like knowing what we know now and the female body, like imagine their body would just be in this terrible place at the end of the pregnancy it'd be so depleted because the baby's trying to get the nutrients. Like it's the body would be, I've got to pull everything from you to be able to grow this baby and give it what it needs.
0: My sister, after giving birth, uh, the baby's like, two weeks old so this is like so brand new but this whole past two weeks she has been eating like I made a huge oxtail stew for her the other day she's been lamb she's been having like very nutrient dense foods because she's like I don't I don't care about any of this other stuff right now she's like I feel so depleted so she just wants omelets with lots of cheese like four egg omelets like she's breastfeeding she's again breastfeeding that again yeah. is just getting rid of your nutrition all the time so if you are getting rid of your nutrition all the time and you're only replenishing yourself with broccoli and spinach and almonds i know it's going to be i mean you're just not going to recover quickly
1: crazy oh well that was so awesome i loved it i think that women will get so much out of this thank you so much for coming on and um sharing your story and i'm just going to pop close details below follow her on instagram she's got this course coming out um you know if you're suffering from an eating disorder or you know you have coming yeah. back from vegan go and follow specifically, her
0: specifically if you lost your period the course will be great because that's mm. like what it's designed to help you get mm. back is your period
1: awesome awesome well thank you so
0: much I loved it if i ever come over to
1: california because i say to kate i'm going to come visit you i'll come visit you and have some nice of your eggs and you know some stuff out of your garden and
0: totally i would love to have you
1: awesome thanks so much chloe bye
0: bye